folks. Welcome to season 13 of 2020. Yes, it is December 39th here as we record. December 39th, 2020. That's exactly what it is. And Nick, it's been a it's been a slow season, hadn't it? Yeah, nothing really happened much this year of 2020. Uh, it was a slow year. No newsworthy items. Not a lot of uh, craziness happening or or anything like that. No, nothing of the sort. Nothing of the sort. And and I definitely have not been watching hours of C-SPAN. No, no. Why would you? There's nothing on. There's nothing in the news. There's nothing. There hasn't been any like weird diseases this year. Oh, by the way, this is the Berenstein Bears universe. Uh, ben and I are <laughs> talking to you from. And we're gonna warp into the Berenstein Bears and. <laughs> What is happening? Uh, oh no! Uh, oh god, no! Ah, look at stuff. I, uh, I've lost my appetite. Are you? Have you lost your sense of smell? Something's missing. Something's missing with my no. taste and smell. No, hey. So first of all, since the last time we recorded, Nick. By the way, my name's Ben Moon, one of the hosts of this uh, here podcast. I'm I'm Nick. Uh, and that's Nick. Uh, so I, I I got three COVID tests in like a week and a half period over like where around Christmas, they all came back negative. Okay, mm-hmm. even though I got sick, I got sick. I think I got the regular flu, and then I got a sinus infection from that. So I was sick for a long time, but then I just gave platelets on what on Monday of this week, and that you get a antibody test. The antibody test came back negative, so I have never had COVID as far as I know. Yeah, I haven't had an antibody test or any COVID tests, but I also really haven't gone anywhere in like almost a year, like since March. I haven't done anything or gone anywhere except for like grocery yeah. stores. So yeah, uh, so this, the the tests I got in Texas were the swabs where they go way back in the nose. Mm-hmm. Not not comfortable. It's not comfortable. My cousin had one of those, but it turned out he just had a hangover. Does he does he question his life choices? Uh, pro- probably kept right on going with his uh regularly scheduled programming as far as i could tell <laughs> oh my goodness well you know it's been it's been a while since we've really recorded and so i, I think uh we've both consumed a lot of media whether that was video games or uh, our tv shows or movies so, so what have you watched what we done watched since we last talked i've been watching a lot of stuff that i've seen a million times which i didn't put on like i watched my regular slew of christmas movies at christmas i watched christmas story literally christmas morning because i was home by myself and i watched christmas story three times in a row (laughs) (laughs) i just put on tbs and i was sitting on the couch and i was like i want to do what i want to do and what i want to do is watch christmas story literally three times in a row (laughs) it's a clinker i'm sure that a lot of people who have HBO watched Wonder Woman 1984. I watched that. I, w- I wasn't into it. wasn't for me. I liked Kristen Wiig. Uh, nothing else worked for me in that movie. But it, it, it wasn't one of those movies where I watch it and I'm mad that I watched it. Like I, I didn't care for it, but I didn't. It didn't make me angry like some movies do. So it was just like a movie I didn't care for. And also on HBO, I've been watching The Flight Attendant with Kaylee Cuoco. And, oh yeah yeah we were we were trying to figure out when the trailer came out like the tone of this so i would say it's kind of like a dark comedy it's pretty okay. funny it's very stressful <laughs> so like oh it's one of those things where she'll solve one problem and it creates five new problems so you know it's one of those kind of shows but it's really well written it's funny it's like actually like the, the humor is really good it's the the tension is really good so it's it's a good show so far i'm halfway through it but that's like the main stuff that i watched yeah so i also watched wonder woman 1984 and so i watched it a couple days late i didn't watch it on christmas day and so i you know i went in with very low expectations because you know everybody had already seen it and uh the the main consensus was it was really not good but going into it with super low expectations, I don't know if that influenced me, but I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Now, I, I did. Ha- it, it, it's obviously not without its issues, right? Uh, 
So the whole Gumby thing, like just <laughs> that fight scene with them looking like Gumby. Yeah, it, they left that in there. That's the way it looked. Yep. We were hoping it wouldn't, but there it was. Uh, now, there is that one shot where she flies in with the wings, and that looked really good. I was like, give me more wings, but instead of that, they just, you know, you don't get a whole lot of the wings. I'll put it to you that way. I enjoyed watching it the way that I enjoy watching Mystery Science Theater, which is usually not a good sign for movies because most people don't enjoy that uh, form of watching things. But, yeah, like... It's too early. We're not gonna say spoilers from it. We should have said it at the at the top. But but yeah, it's, there's some. There's it was too. I don't know. Too goofy for me. It is out there. It is out there. But I just thought, as I was watching, I go, "This is a comic book movie. Like this is like a comic book." And so that way, it was a lot of these sins were forgivable in my mind, I guess. Um, but I didn't. I did not hate it. I I I'm not gonna buy it on Blu-ray. I'm not going to buy it on Blu-ray, but I will watch it again, probably. Um, so I've also been watching Earth to Ned. Um, this is a show that came out in September last year, and I didn't even know about it. It's it's Jim Henson, so it's a puppet show. It's like a late-night talk show, but the talk show host is a giant alien. And um, it's it's funny. It's uh, it's wholesome, and I, I really like it. It's... I found myself laughing at this, and it, the puppet's just really impressive. I just love I just love Jim Henson. Anything Jim Henson's studio does, like I just love. Uh, real big fan, so uh, really like that, and I will continue watching it. I like a good puppet. Mystery Science Theater three thousand was puppets. I got one. Of, I built the robot puppets myself. Um, so yeah, and Boglins, obviously. Yeah, Boglins. Uh, I also watched Disney Gallery season two, The Mandalorian. That was so good. I watched that too. Yeah. Oh. So good. I guys, I'll just go ahead and tell you, I'm obsessed with Tamora Morrison. He's the best. And that thing maybe I didn't know he was so funny. Just like and personable. I don't know. Yes. That thing made me love yeah. him. He I could listen. I want him to narrate my life. Oh, for sure. Anyone from, from New Zealand would make a good narrator as far as I can tell. Pack your things. We're leaving. Yeah, they would. So I just love hearing him talk and He's just a fascinating guy, and they he does the he does a Maori haka like on set in in costume, uh-huh. and, and you see him do it. It's just oh my gosh, it's just the best. He is the best, and I'm I'm so glad that he's getting his own show. Yes, a hundred percent. Ah, so so good. Uh, I watched all the Forky asks a question. That's the Toy Story Forky, uh, which is Tony Hale. I love Tony you know, Hale. Does the voice. Yeah, so that, those are really funny on Disney Plus, and then also have been watching The Crown season four. We're not done yet, uh, but watching that with Aaron, it's you know it's it's really good. Sounds like some good stuff. Been a, a good couple of weeks because we only did the the short little episode two weeks ago, and we didn't record last week, so it's been a while. Yeah, long, long time to rack up watch points. It definitely is. Uh, we got a few news pieces here as well. Some new news. Dumb dudes news. So our first, our first uh, bit of news is a little bad news for for my cousin-in-law Derek. They're closing all family video locations, and he lives right next to one. And they have this thing where there's a a pizza place that's connected to them, and I know that that they really like the pizza. So I hope that mm. doesn't affect them too, and I hope they can stay open. But like they would deliver a movie and the pizza to your house. So it seemed like a good thing to me. I don't know. So I feel bad for Family Video because they they kept going years beyond when anyone thought they would. But it was so cheap to rent movies from there too. That's impressive that they've lasted this long. It is impressive. I I'm, I'm I feel bad for the pizza place though. The pizza place. They'll probably they can probably stay open if the Family Video closes. It's a pizza restaurant. Pizza. I mean, everybody likes pizza, according to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, that's true. Derek, let me know if uh, if they close the pizza place. <laughs> uh, also, Roku is looking to buy, or maybe the deal's done, it's but they're done. looking to buy all of... Oh, it's done. Okay, so they bought all of Quibi's content. Yeah, so if you really wanted to watch Anna Kendrick's Sex Doll show, or um, 50 States of Fright, or the... Sophie Turner, Iceland show. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Kiefer Sutherland, whatever that was. Yep. Um, and others too. I think Ron Funches was in something on Quibi too. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, you'll be able to see that. Um, also, I think they have maybe updated release dates for a lot of movies this year, right? Yeah, there was some. I don't remember what we talked about with with all the HBO Max and like uh, Warner Brothers drama that was going on. But I think they made a deal that for Godzilla vs. Kong, they're allowed to release it on, on HBO Max. They like Warner Brothers has to pay Legendary an extra... Basically, the entire budget of the movie doubled in order to do that. Because they didn't consult with Legendary at all. And Dune, I think, is just going to stay theatrical. Yeah. And then, what about Bond? I still I, Bond and Top Gun are the other two that I really want to see. I think Bond... Black Widow and Top Gun are April, May, and June still. No Time to Die is April 2nd. Black Widow is May 7th. Top Gun is July 2nd. Okay, okay. There's some really good movies coming out this year, man. I'm, le- I'm really looking forward to them. Yeah, uh, just give me that Give me that vaccine. God, give me that vaccine. Give me that vaccine. Oh, it's Quick Mickey. Turn the volume down to vaccine. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Uh, all right, let, hey, let's do a little question time. You want to do a little question times? Yep, I'm prepared for the first questions times of 2021. New year, new question times. All right, the question times. Uh, question time, here's a simple one, really. Uh, what do you want to accomplish in 2021? This is a simple, quick answer from me. I just want that that delicious, nutritious mm, yes. COVID vaccine. Give it to me. Put it in my blood. Let it mingle around with all them little cells. Yes. Build up that immunity. Jab it. Jab it in my aorta. Yeah, you can shoot me with a dart in the eye. I would take an injection in the eyeball if that's what it took to get this vaccine. I I would take it in the wiener. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Three darts is too much. My, My cousin is an... Uh, an OR nurse and she got it the other day so she's vaccinated and my neighbor is a pharmacist and she got it and I, I tried to get hookups from them and they won't do it because they're too ethical <laughs> uh, get one get you one of those spoiled uh, spoiled vaccines isn't that in your area yeah so if, if, if anyone has heard of the Wisconsin pharmacist that purposely destroyed 500 doses of the moderna vaccine, First of all, screw that guy in particular. Yep, he was arrested. I just would like to point out that that hospital is literally two exits away from my house. It's about a eight-minute drive from here. Uh, <laughs> that is the hospital that my cousin works as an OR nurse. Yeah, so it's right there. I can't believe that, that it's that close to you. I mean, you know, it's it's farther away than Screech lived, but it is that close like that's the hospital if i if i got shot in the arm by a roving band of hooligans that's the hospital that i would go to is the one right there i'm glad that guy doesn't work there anymore yeah bye that guy i hope hope we don't ever work in a uh, hospital again bud yeah for real for real uh so uh oh and so if, once you get the vaccine what else are you gonna do i just want to go back to the gym like i've managed somehow to maintain since March. If I could just go back to the gym. Like, I was going to the gym five times a week in February last year, and then I just couldn't do it. Like, I, all I've been doing is cardio. So I wonder what 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 would life be in the Berenstein Bears universe without, without all this? I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. Well, it's best not to dwell on what-ifs and could-have-beens, but uh, what would you do in the future? So, uh, well, I tell you, after I get that vaccine, I want to go on a really good vacation. Like a real good like, one? Like real good. Like I want to, I think Aaron and I may, or we're thinking about taking the kids to Disney World. Oh, yeah. So we've never gone as a family, and I think that'd be really fun. Uh, Cyrus will be four years old, so uh, thinking about that. But I also really do want to make uh, an Assassin's Creed Valhalla costume and a Mando costume. That explains that that carpet that you're growing on your face. It it does, yeah. So I'm growing out a Viking style facial hair, 
and I haven't decided on what armor and stuff to make uh, or what weapons or whatever. Uh, but I'm I'm liking Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I'm liking it. And I'm actually, and we'll talk later about this, but I'm also liking Cyberpunk. It's, uh, but I, I was evaluating in my mind what I, you know, because I want to do make costumes for what I what I like the most. Mm-hmm. And I've the like Mando. I can't get Mando out of my mind. The season two of Mando is just incredible. Yeah. So I, I really want to make something for Mandalorian. Uh, so I've sort of replaced that. So I'm not going to do a Cyberpunk costume. I'm going to do Mandalorian. I want to do a Mandalorian costume as well. Yeah. It's just too good to not make something from it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so that's uh, that's what we would do. But how would you, f- folks, what do you want to accomplish in 2021? Write to us. Uh, you can write into us. We'll tell you later how to get in touch with us. Uh, but if you want to hit me up personally, it's Captain Amazing on uh, Instagram. Ah, Captain A-H Amazing. And these don't have to be like big things that you want to accomplish. They can be tiny little things, just like anything good and positive that you want to come out of 2021. Uh, and don't say world peace. Yeah, that that ain't gonna happen, and we can't fulfill that here at Trailer Blazers. And you're you single handedly, listener, cannot achieve world peace. You cannot do it unless you acquire all of the Infinity Stones. True. Or if you get a lamp and you wish for a million wishes. That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. You could just wish for a million genies if they don't let you do that. Like you wish for a million lamps. What if you got a monkey's paw? And you wish for world peace, but then the moon exploded. Uh, then I'd look around for Piccolo. A little Dragon Ball Z reference for you. I understood that reference. Put Captain America in there. It seems to run on some form of electricity. I understood that reference. I'll, I will do it. All right, folks. Well, that's uh, that's all for the question times. And you know what? You know what that brings us to. What does that bring us to? That brings us to the new new. New 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 trailers folks we have a baker's dozen it's wickedly talented this week and by that i mean we are in the dregs lands of the dregs lands this is a desert that is beyond the desert this is the this is the never never in australia this is the white sandy beaches of death Folks, you're not going to get real good, roll good stuff. It's not going to be roll good. It's not even really going to be good. Right? It's, not, it's definitely not going to be roll good. Here's the thing. Is if you look at, at a regular year without the nonsense, the January movies and February movies are bad. But now you compound all of all, an entire year of like delayed productions with nothing being made. Now we're in, well, you'll see as we go through. Folks, you'll see. And let's just go ahead and start off. Uh, first movie we got here, Coming to America, the, the number two. Coming to America. Yeah, this is a sequel to Coming to America, the Eddie Murphy movie of uh, great renown. Yeah, so this this movie, uh, I, I, got, I never saw the first one, i got to be honest here. I, I don't. It's not part of my lexicon. I, I'm not either. I've never seen it. There was a line in this trailer, though. Uh, where they're talking about hungry babies that I'll stick in here. Hey, it's Kunta Kinte and Ebola. The famine and blood diamonds. Nelson Mandela and Winnie. Those hungry babies with the flies on the face. Hey, oh, 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 that's too much now. You stepped over the line now. We won't be talking that kind of about the hungry babies. You're going to have to get out of my chair. Politically incorrect. That was funny, and I did laugh out loud. I, I laughed real good, so, you know, Eddie Murphy can be pretty funny. There, there is a scene in that. It's that same scene where they they call one of the guys Ebola, and I thought that was funny. Yeah, it was. It was. It had its moments. This trailer. A lot of it was just like showing who's going to be in it more than showing the actual jokes of the movie, which is probably a good yeah. move for a comedy trailer. I, I agree. I agree. And and it really only showed one scene, and the scene it showed made me laugh. So this might be pretty good, actually. Yeah, this might actually be worth watching, uh, and and it, and even if it's not funny the whole way through, there it'll probably have some really good moments that'll get you chuckling. And it's gonna be on Prime, so it's not like you have to pay extra to see it if you don't have Prime. Uh, bar- barrier to entry very low. Yeah, so we'll see. Probably the most interesting thing on this list, unfortunately. <laughs> I think it might be. Yeah, um, happy to see Arsenio Hall, who may be a vampire candidate. He's sixty-four years old, guys. Uh, he does not look that old. No, he kind of looks like Orlando Jones in this trailer. I didn't recognize him as Arsenio until it said his name, and I was like, oh, heck. <laughs> Haven't seen him in a while, but yeah, he he looks young. Vampire candidate. Uh, 
number uh, number two trailer we got here is called The Little Things. Yeah, so this is a movie with Denzel Washington, Jared Leto, and uh, uh, Remy Malek. And it, it appears to be a crime drama, like a slow burn crime drama, uh, along the vein vein of like prisoners with Hugh Jackman. That that's the vibe that I got from this. Or like Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Jared Leto just he he's got that weird Jesus hair now, and I wonder if like he'll only do movies that allow him to keep that going. Because his hair is just never different in any movies lately. It's always he always looks like weird, creepy Charles Manson Jesus. An interesting theory. I will say I'm only like fifty percent into this, and that's one hundred percent because of Denzel Washington. Uh, I'm not like a Malik or a Leto fan. I don't care about those dudes. Uh, so the only reason I would watch this is because of Denzel. Yeah. The thing about Denzel is that even if it's a bad movie, he's still Denzel Washington because he usually plays a, a variation of the same character except for Training Day, and he always does weird things like eat like a he'll be he'll like bite an onion or like eat an orange with the skin on. So he does he does weird things in movies to entertain himself, and I'm I'm always interested to see what bizarre background thing he will do in a new movie that he's in. <laughs> I think about in Training Day where he rubs the pistols together. Yeah, he does things to entertain himself when he's making these movies. Yeah, that's true. Now that I think about it, that's true. I'm telling you, uh, any movie with Denzel Washington, just watch what he does like to entertain himself. Or he'll do something weird or like offbeat that I always feel like is improvised. And he's doing it with a straight face. And it's, it's always something really weird but really low-key and subtle. Like, just keep your eyes on him. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Little things. I may check it out. I don't know. We'll see. Probably not. Uh, this will never knows. come out. It'll never come out. That's that's it. Uh, all right. So trailer three, Jujitsu. This is trailer number two for the movie Jujitsu, starring one Nick Cage. Hey, did someone say Nick Cage? Oh, here I am. Uh, hey. Oh, I'm glad you're here, Nick. Hey, uh, talk to me a little bit about. Did you do some jujitsu training, actual jujitsu training for this movie? Uh, no, Ben. What I did was, uh, I did a lot of cocaine and I lost a lot of money. <laughs> and uh, my agent was like, "Here's a list of movies you can be in," and I just took the list. I didn't even read the script. They just filmed me doing things. Uh, I didn't know it was called jujitsu until just now. Right, so 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 you didn't do any of the jujitsu that's in the movie. I don't know if there actually is any in the movie, Ben. <laughs> I was not conscious of any jujitsu as we were filming. <laughs> Guys, there is uh, not one single second of jujitsu in this trailer, so I, I could not tell you why this movie is called jujitsu. I think that's actually my character's name in the movie might be jujitsu. I, as absurd as that sound, that actually might be true. It's not uh, weird or cultural appropriation at all. <laughs> because, like, Tony Jaw's in it, and he said it was okay. Tony, Tony Jaw is from the land of Muay Thai kickboxing. Jiu-Jitsu's Brazilian. Well, we didn't know that on the set, Ben, okay? <laughs> Get off my back! <laughs> the, what is this movie? I don't. I, I, this movie is an enigma to me. Yeah, so I, it looks like they just broke into like the netflix lot at night and made this using other props from other movies like the lost in space robots in there uh nicholas cage was probably just like living on the set uh tony ja was they they must have got some blackmail on him all i can say is that i hope some stunt people got some paychecks for this yeah that's that that's the those should be the real winners here the the stunt people but boy, this is this is bad. This is raw, raw bad. Um, this is so bad that I might watch it. You know, you you may be onto something there. You may. Uh, I don't. This is this is not going to be as bad as that Mike Tyson movie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't remember the name of it. I need to write it desert, down. So I desert don't miss Force it. or Desert Desert Strike? It was Desert Strike. Desert Strike. That's it. Yeah. We we guys. Do not let us forget about Desert Strike. We have to see Desert Strike. Thank you to the people who messaged me and let me know that you did watch the Desert Strike trailer. 
Uh, oh, they did. Yep, I got several. At least four people told me that they watched it. So thank you very much. Did they? Did they? Did they thank us? Yeah, they did. I got a, I got several thank thank yous uh, texted to me <laughs> uh, from people who watched it. Like I, I my friend Brad, some other people. Did. I I'm sorry if I'm forgetting, but like there was a flood of you all at once who watched it. Oh, that's great. Um, we we got guys. We got to pay attention because it's it's going to be hard to find. I feel like I feel like we're going to have a hard time finding it, but we got to find it. Yeah, if anyone sees like a free way of watching Desert Strike first, let us know. Yeah, for sure. Uh, all right. So then next up we have Death to Twenty Twenty. This is a mockumentary, I think. Yeah, and and this is already available on Netflix. Um, some of the stuff might be available in different formats. Like we we had sort of a two-week lull here for the holidays so your boys aren't as current as you're used to so you're just gonna have to live with that but this is a mockumentary about 2020 and how insane it was with a bunch of different comedians uh and it's narrated by samuel l jackson i think yeah or hosted it's him and hugh grant was there and leslie jones and some other assorted personalities uh i believe jay started watching this and texted me that it was decent and he was going to keep watching it so but i haven't checked it out yet it's real short it's all i mean it's only like an hour long or something like that i think might be worth I think watching it's pretty short yeah uh and then we've got uh blown away this is a new season of blown away on netflix oh before we go before we do that the the last line of the death to 2020 was a comedian was like so what is this going to be on quibi <laughs> so will this be on quibi Oh, I, I did chuckle at that. That was funny. Oh, there you go. Uh, are you? Did you watch season one of Blown Away on Netflix? I never heard of it until you put it on here. Okay. And even though I had not heard of it, I knew it was going to be about glass blowing, and I knew it was going to be a com- competition show before I searched the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I think actually the first season was was pretty popular. I think it was pretty wild, wild, wildly watched. No, it was widely watched. And uh, it, it looks real good, you know, real good production values for a, like, it's a reality show, guys. It's a reality competition show. So you know what you're getting into, but there's going to be ugly glass-blown stuff, some pretty glass-blown stuff. It's, you're, you know what to expect here. Glass-blowing is a cool thing to watch. Uh, I I don't watch shows like this. Like, I don't watch competition shows or reality Me neither. shows. So I, th- th- no. I'm, I'm going to skip this one. But if you do like those things... This one has like really cool looking weird glass formation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have uh, something called Locked Down. Yeah, this is a movie that they filmed on lockdown. It was the director of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, and it stars Anne Hathaway oh. and, and Chiwetel Ejiofor. And uh, I thought it was just going to be like a romance movie about Zoom. And then as it goes on, it's like, nope, it's about a diamond heist. <laughs> yeah, I was, I w- that surprised me too. But I like that Chiwetel. He, ever since he was in Serenity, you know, he's the bad guy. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> Speaking of Serenity, uh, if you look behind me, I got my signed Serenity poster back from the frame frame store today. Look at that. That is cool, dude. Yep. I got all nine cast signatures. It took me 10 oh, years, whoa. but I did it. Dude, that's actually impressive. I got Ron Glasses one year before he died. Wow, dude. Yeah. That is cool, A 10-year endeavor. Uh, Gina Torres was the last one to sign it because she goes to the fewest conventions. And uh, when I unrolled it, I said, you're, no- you're number nine. You're the last one. And she was, like, running her finger around looking at the other ones, and she got to Ron Glass, and she went, oh, Ron. <laughs> it was a very... Very nice little moment I had with Gina Torres. Is, is do you think that poster is worth a lot of money? Nope, I had them all uh, personalize it to me. I don't care about it being worth money. I I love Firefly and Serenity so much that I wanted it. Certain things I want because I want them to know that I care about it, and uh, I don't want to sell it. So that's like why I had to personalize it. You're gonna die with it. Yep, I'm gonna die. My Thor poster too. My signed Thor poster. Right? Chris Hemsworth wrote to Nick on it as well uh bury nick with his posters thanks yep yep uh so locked down um my only question about this was it's like two reggie old people stealing this like three million dollar diamond how, how are you supposed to fence 
a three million dollar diamond. So what's your plan? Dutch Vanderlyn knows a guy who you can take the objects to, and and he'll fleece them, and then that unlocks the rest of the places on the map where you can fleece objects that you've stolen. Uh, okay. Okay. If this works as Red Dead Redemption Two rules, which I assume that it does. Fair enough. You can take it to the chicken guy. What's the chicken guy? Dos Dos Hermanos. Oh, Gus Fring. Yeah, take it to Gus. Yep. yep. Giancarlo. Uh, all right. Giancarlo. That's it. Uh, don't. But don't take him the dark saber. No. That's. You got to earn that by combat. Yeah. Trial by combat. Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> uh, all right. So next up we have land. Yeah, so this is a movie directed by and starring Robert Robin Wright, as we know Princess Buttercup from Princess Bride and General from Wonder Woman. And uh, also the police chief in Blade Runner 2049. So she's in most of the things that I like. And this movie is a survival movie, which is a genre that I like because one of my top favorite movies of all time is The Edge. Robin Wright eats a frozen can of baked beans in this. <laughs> that stood out to me as well. Yeah, so uh, what did you feel about that experience? Like, how did you feel about the frozen beans? I thought, why, why are they surviving out here? Why don't you just heat up the beans? But what, what would drive a person to not reheat the beans? Like, it was a very strange, strange scene. And it's stuck in my mind as well. Why did they put that in the trailer? Why are you going to put her eating a frozen can of baked beans in the trailer? Why? I think that maybe the gentleman that visited the cabin brought them, had them in his satchel, and she had maybe run run out of food. And so she was so hungry that she just tucked into them frozen beans. Them frozen beans. That's the name of the episode. (laughs) Them frozen beans. (laughs) There it is. In the frozen beans. So, uh, yeah, this is a frozen bean movie. I I like survival movies. I might check this out if it's if it does if it exists somewhere. Why are they in the mountains? She was abandoning society like Jeremiah Johnson, which is another great survival movie, and quite frankly, one of the best movies ever made. So, or like Emil Hirsch in Into the Wild, which is another great survival movie. Only that is not a survival movie; that is a failure to survive movie. Or John Cougar Mellencamp in Real Life. <laughs> what did he do that? <laughs> I think he went to live in a teepee for a little while, and I'm being serious. I think he did this. Was this in the summer of '69 that he did that? No, this was like a, this was probably like ten years ago, and he's probably not doing it anymore. But there was a period of his life. And maybe we'll Google this. And maybe Robot Voice can add a little insight here. But I think John Cougar Mellencamp literally lived in a teepee for like a period of time. Yeah, I'm not touching this one. That doesn't surprise me knowing the little that I know of John Cougar Mellencamp and his eccentricities. Yeah, so the so Land, I, I'm i probably not going to watch this. But you might check it out. I might. If it's if the barrier to entry is, is that it... It graces my field of vision whilst searching for things to watch. And that's only because my track record indicates that I love survival movies. Like, The Edge is one of the best movies of all time. Uh, I like Into the Wild. I like Jeremiah Johnson's one of the best movies of all time. I like uh, the DiCaprio one, The Revenant. Although I don't think the bear fight is as good as The Edge. So, you know. Castaway? Castaway, I like Castaway. Not enough time on the island. Not enough time on the island in that movie, but uh, yeah, it's a it's a genre that I like. Gotcha. All right, so next up we have the midwife. This is the this is so bad. First of all, this is the quietest trailer of all time. I'm gonna I'm literally gonna buy these filmmakers a boom mic and a shotgun mic and send it to them and be like, please, I need if you're gonna put these if you're gonna. If you're going to put these on my desk and make me watch them and talk about them on this podcast, I I need to hear what you're saying. Like it sounds like a Chris Nolan movie. It um it's not it's, this is a I guess a horror this is a horror movie. Is this horror? I guess it looked like a, an episode of Goosebumps to me. Like Jess said it looked like Are You Afraid of the Dark? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um and also why didn't this come out like 
the third quarter of 2020 when we had like a slate. It was like all horror movies all the time. Did they miss the bus on this? Maybe they couldn't get it off their friend Steve's phone where it was saved fast enough. And Steve wasn't answering or responding to texts because he was really baked that week. And so they had to wait for Steve to text them the movie. Do do Gen Z people watch horror movies? Are they into this kind of thing? I don't know. I haven't. I don't really know any of them. Like I don't know anyone in that generation. I have very little access to them. I enjoy their their uh, grasp of Dadaism and memes. They're they're really their practice of Dadaism is is really on point. Um, and if you don't know what that is, go look it up. But uh, they they really can uh, highlight the absurdity of people older than them. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really a joy. It's really a, a skill that they have. Um, okay, so that uh, that was The Midwife. Oh, then we have uh, next up, Breaking Fast. <laughs> this is another movie um, that was filmed on a flip phone by Steve. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is a low-budget movie about, uh, I think it centers around a, a gay Muslim guy. Yep. But, the, but here, here's the thing. This is a low-budget movie, okay, which, which is fine, whatever. Um, but, but I think they cut the trailer themselves or something, or they had their, their friend, uh, it's Steve. Yeah. It's Steve. Yeah. Their, their friend, Steve, Steve cut the trailer for him. And so when you have these like people that don't know how to make trailers, it's like they play one song for through the whole trailer and they, and there's no like leveling out or like up and down of the the music. It's just like the same level for the whole trailer and it doesn't fit like, like one song does not fit every scene in a trailer, but they, that's the way they cut it. And so it's terrible. It comes, it's terrible. It was exactly like a trailer we had a couple weeks ago for another rom-com that was low budget. Yeah. And yes, I think, it was called uh oh heck what was that called it was like it was about parents or something it was like it was like hot parents or like something weird like that you know (laughs) and uh it was the same thing where it was like the song was like the same level the whole time they put really random cliche dialogue parts in in intermittently and i don't know i mean I don't know anything about, I don't know, I'm not like well versed in Muslim culture or Arabic culture at all. And so I would like to see more like high budget like things in in these worlds so that I'm less ignorant. But I can't watch a movie that looks like it was filmed on someone's phone. No, for sure not. This is not the this is not the um, the Muslim content that you want uh, because that would be Miss Marvel. Yes, that that is coming out and I'm I'm here for it. That's what we're here for. We're not. We're not here for this. Yeah. Um. Stop. Stop making movies on flip phones, yeah. guys. Just. Just stop. Let's fire Steve and fire and fire Steve. Stop hiring Steve, guys. It's over, Steve. I mean, it's not. It's over. It's over. Uh, all right. So next up, we have um out. Okay, this is actually trailer two of Outside the Wire. This is that Anthony Mackie super soldier machine movie, where he's like some cyborg or something. He's a robot. Oh, he's a, he's a full robot. He's a he's an android. He's some sort of robot man. Some sort of clear robot man, guys. Every time I see this trailer, the entire time I watch it, I'm going, "This looks like modern day. Everything in this trailer is modern day, and yet we have this thing that is from like 200 years in the future. The tech is like 200 years in the future." Why is it existing today? So, like, I'm just going. How are you supposed to? How are you going to explain this thing? Anthony Mackie, is he a time traveling robot? What is what is this? Yeah, I events of the uh, events of like modern events have taught me that that you really can't hide anything, or even keep people from from going into <laughs> unauthorized places. <laughs> so. <laughs> The idea that the government has secret robots is is not not a strong one when you're putting it in a in a present tense for me. Like, like no, no, I don't know. Why not set this further in the future? That's all you got to do. I still probably will watch it because it's like a free sci-fi movie. But I I might not watch the whole thing if it's bad. So my my prediction is this is gonna be. We're gonna end up rating this the same way we do. We do all these sci-fi movies that come out on Netflix. It's it's gonna be like a C plus. Yeah, it's gonna be a phone watcher. Like I start watching yeah. it, but then I'm on Instagram, and then like I'm, 
you know, on slash film reading about more interesting movies. It may take you three or four days to get through this. Ben, these mo- these movie trailers this week were so rough that in the middle I had to, as a treat for myself, watch the Dune movie trailer again. <laughs> That's how you cut a trailer, buddy. Yeah, it's perfect. And now that I've read Dune and completed it, uh, and I knew what everything was in the trailer, it was like a new experience for me. Yes, yes, yeah. Oh, I want it so bad. I want to make a still suit. Yep, me too. I'm 100% on board. It's the best sci-fi book I've ever read. Uh, but but when you read it, I know we're getting off track here, but but when you read it, you can see how it has influenced everything that came after. 100%. It. It's it's like the it's 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 the Lord of the Rings of sci-fi. It's the Lord of the Rings of sci-fi. That's exactly what it mm-hmm. is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, okay, so let's talk about this next thing here, which is uh, Blizzard of Souls. This is a South Korean movie. Blizzard of Souls is opening Blizzard. for Metallica. <laughs> it does sound like that. Uh, this is a this is a sci-fi movie with video game graphics. No, you're you're talking about Space Sweepers, which is hilarious. Oh shoot! All right, let's <laughs> let's go back. We're gonna have to cut this out. Um, all right, so. This is well. Heck, I don't even know what this is. What is Blizzard of Souls? Blizzard of Souls is the World War One movie, uh, the Latvian yes. World War One movie. N- not to be confused with Latvian. Yeah, yeah, that is Doctor Doom. Also, I'm not cutting that out because it was funny that you said that the world, the Blizzard, Blizzard of Souls World War One movie was a South Korean space movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we cover a lot of variety here on uh, the Trailu Blazers. Uh, Blizzard of Souls actually looks good. It actually looks like a war movie that is like from the perspective of, I guess, is it Latvian? Yeah. God, Latvian. Ugh. Yeah, it's a Latvian movie that I guess it was very popular there, which I've never heard of a Latvian movie before, so that can't be that difficult. It. I'm assuming it's it's World War One because they said the Great War, which to me is World War One. But the yeah, the is. tank that I saw in the trailer did not look like one that would be present in World War One, so I have to do a little more research on this movie. But I still want to watch it. But it looks like it's going to be hard to find. That I think that is going to be the challenge here. That it's going to be hard to find. Um, but I do want to know about these these things that you have no connection to. Like I didn't even know Latvia fought in World War One. I'm kind of a World War One nerd, so. Uh... I, I knew that, and uh, World War One is so bizarre and and big and and disconnected and full of weird little things and secret societies like the Black Hand and Apis and just really bizarre war, and uh, it, it's underrepresented in film. So I try and see all the World War One things that I can. There's a really good World War One documentary on Amazon Prime Video. Uh, I think it's called The Great War. Uh, I highly recommend that. I would also highly recommend Valiant Hearts, the video game, World War One puzzle platformer video game. First video game to ever make me cry. Yeah, I have that as well, but I've never, I've never started it. Ooh, buddy, I boohooed at the end. Oh my goodness, it's moving. It's so good. Maybe I should play that. Yep. Um, okay, so yeah, so Blizzard of Souls. If anybody figures out when this is coming out or where it's coming out, uh, how to watch it, let us know because we definitely want to see yep. it. Uh, so now let's talk about a Korean, a South Korean sci-fi movie with video game graphics, and it's called Space Sweepers. Yeah, so this is a movie about like people in space that are scavengers, and uh, it seemed kind of cool. It reminded me of. Some of the some of the better sci-fi channel series that were on, you know, like it had that sort of look to them. Uh, I can't think. I, I I thought of these names when I was watching it, but now that I'm recording, the microphone has sucked all my brain power away. Uh, to me, you know what it looks like, What's Nick. That? Just as far as the look goes, is that Chinese movie where they put all the rockets on the Earth and they 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 take the Earth away from the Sun. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, that was uh, uh, last year, right, 2019. Oh wait, yes. two years ago. Uh, uh, yeah, so Robot Voice, what's you'll tell us the name yeah. of that. Anyway, it looks it looks very much like that. Uh, but there is a cool droid in this. The Wandering Earth. Wandering Earth, that's it. 
it looks very much like that. Like the sets and the spaceships and stuff like inside the spaceships looks just like that. Uh, there is a droid in this that looks fun. Yeah, he was fun. I enjoyed him. Um, so that, but you know, every time they're in space, it does look like video game. Graphics. It looks like the unreal uh, engine. Yeah. Yeah. So this, I, I do want to see this. I, I'm active. Like I put this on my list. Like I'm going to actively seek this out to see, to try to watch yeah, it. It looks cool. Uh, listen, I welcome more foreign films. Like it'll, like they always bring a different sort of feel and perspective. I like that. That was one of the things when I I started watching like Indian movies, Bollywood movies, and stuff. I was like, this, this is not the standard Western storytelling that has been drilled in my head. I re- yes. I read a book, a Japanese book called One Q Eighty Four, and it was so different than most of the stuff that i had taken in i I really like that so i'm i'm on the same page like i want new things i want to think differently for a while yes it's fresh that freshness is really it's uh, it's good it's good uh so that's basically okay final trailer we got on here i don't know what this is i just i I had some friends posting this on facebook but it's something called crazy samurai 400 versus one i was watching this and i i was like why have i seen parts of this before and it was because on corridor digital on the stunt men and women react series they they broke down some scenes from this movie with different stunt i don't remember if it was lauren mary kim or or somebody but uh they were going through like the sword stuff and i know she does the the stick fighting and stuff and she's always she's like everybody's stunt double in the mandalorian that uses weapons nice um this i mean i think this is low budget right this is low budget yeah it's foreign low budget i think it's more of a basically a uh a stunt showcase like that's the purpose of it more so than it yeah, is I think to you're be right. a like a cinematic experience yeah i will say the very i mean there's only a few lines in this but the lines of dialogue are delivered they sound so cool man they they just sound so cool like japanese when it's spoken like stylized like this it's so cool mm-hmm. i love these movies these martial artsy type movies too um, I will say though, I think this could have been a lot better. Uh, in that, if they had made the f- <clears throat> the fighting a little bit more stylized, and what I mean by that, like more glinting of light off the the swords, and then like when they slash, you have this like almost like Soul Caliber animated flash from the sword, you know, almost like anime style, um, and just almost a little over the top, like Hero because... with Jet Li. Oh, did they do that in that movie? Yeah, I think so. Because remember, there's all kinds of stylized stuff. Like remember when there's like five billion arrows coming at him and stuff. I have no memory of that movie. Oh yeah, that's a good. You should rewatch Hero. Is that the one where she has the sleeves that extend and she like throws the sleeves? I think, yeah, off her that dress? sounds right. Yeah, that sounds right to me. Some of it's coming back to me. Okay. Yeah, maybe I don't know. I I, I want to see this. I, I I like a stunt showcase. Don't I you? I love. I'm I'm obsessed with them. Like to me, uh, that's why I like John Wick so much. Those are stunt stunt movies. You know, I love stunt movies. Yeah, there was, I feel like there's something I've seen recently where I was going, man, that was a heck of a stunt. Man, that was a heck of a stunt. And I can't remember what it was. Was it Mission Impossible, the one with Henry Cavill? Because that was, that was one of the better ones of the past decade. I think I feel like it was something newer, something I saw like more recently. I can't remember. There's so many good ones lately. Yeah. I'm ready to see the stunts in that James Bond, I'll tell you that. Yes, please. I want that so badly. God, I want it. Uh, all right, well, that does it for the uh, the new, new trailers. And you know what that brings us to? That brings us to the trailer mailers. I stole your line. You did. Uh, these are the trailer mailers. <laughs> all right, all right uh, you, you want me to take them, the first one, Jar Jar? I'm not going to do a Jar Jar voice. Okay, don't do the Jar Jar voice. Well, the, if you remember from, uh, gosh, how many weeks ago? I don't know, a month ago? Three, three, three weeks ago? maybe uh the question was you get to write and direct your own star wars movie what you gonna make what you gonna do yeah so we there's a, not a lot of uh answers here but y'all were doing christmas stuff so we we let it slide this one time uh robo said he he absolutely loves the knights of the old republic games so he would like to make a movie based around that 
HK-47 is one of my favorite droids, so he will definitely be in it, and the ships were just so cool. I agree, I love those games. I have a little uh, Black Series Darth Nihilus sitting on my desk right next to me, and I would like to see more of that get sucked into the canon. I did like the ship designs in that game. Yeah, that, the well. Ebon Hawk. That was your ship in the first one. Ah, uh, yeah. I love I love asymmetrical ships. Do you? Yeah, asymmetrical design is is awesome. It's dynamic. It's dynamic, man. Yeah, I, I like that stuff. Um, and so Jay said droids. Yeah. We see all these movies based on bags of meat, but nuts and bolts <laughs> characters could use more backstories in movies. Yeah, when you watch the Clone Wars, and you see a droid episode, it makes you like like wary because the droid episodes of the clone wars are so bad so it's it's hard for me to get beyond or beyond that but i knew you were going to say that i knew i knew that was going to be you're going to be your response yeah i'm hesitant to get on board because of those episodes but like look at the mandalorian with ig11 he was one of the best characters in season one or uh richard ioadi's droid that he was in season two was cool to zero and I'm on board, I guess, if it's live action, if especially if Dave Filoni's involved. Yes. Listen, you go, you take me to the seedy underbelly of Corellia, and, and it's a droid's adventure there. I'm in. I think they should do an IG-88 thing, and they should have the Halo-in labs from the, from the books that built the IG assassin robots, and, like, how they broke out of there and killed all the people that built them. Like, the Tales from the Bounty Hunter... Uh, take some of that and make it canon and just do that Halo and Labs story with IG-88. That'd be fun. Mm -hmm. Be a fun little adventure. I'm on board. Kevin said, I'd watch a series on pod racing. That little Easter egg with the Marshall and the Mandalorian reminded me that we haven't gotten much of anything in the way of pod racing since the N64 game, excluding the insubstantial motion control VR stuff. A pod racing mockumentary might be fun? I So I love pod racing. I love episode one the pod racing stuff it's like my favorite part of the whole movie and i know everybody went like gaga over darth maul in the fight scene i was like uh can i have a little bit more of that pod race y'all got y'all got any more of that pod race those are definitely the two best parts of the movie yeah so i think uh, i think a pod racing that'd be fun like like a racing movie like ford versus ferrari but pod racing that would be awesome that would be just really good and uh i would be there for it especially because Pod racers can look like whatever you want them to look like. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, shout out to Neva Key and Bowls Roar uh, from the N64 pod, uh, pod racing game. Those are my two faves. I, I like Mars Guo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I don't know if we've talked about this, but when you play the pod racing game, you have a lot more context. So when you go back and watch episode one, uh, Anakin basically boosts the entire race. He does, yeah, the whole time with that sound. He like boosts, yeah, he may, he boosts the whole time. Which, if you could do that in the N sixty four game, it'd be nearly impossible to play in control. So he really is using the force. Yeah, he's a real good pilot. It's no joke. He's it's no joke. Uh, he's the only human that can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm a Trodarian, eh? It don't work on me, only money. Conquer the bunky donko. <laughs> um, all right, that does it for the trailer mailers. And folks, um, you know, we probably should tell these people how to get in touch with us, Nick. Well, if you would like to send us a diatribe about pod racing, you can email us at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. What you can and should do is follow us on Instagram at Trailer Blazers Podcast. That is where I do the posting of new episodes, the questions, times, posts. Every once in a while, I'll find something and stick it in the stories if I if it if I deem it relevant. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers. But I don't I don't post anything fun there. It's just new episode updates. Uh, I I reactivated my personal Twitter for about a week. And then I deleted it again because I remembered that I hate it and everything it stands for and and everything about it because it's the worst website ever. And uh, if you if you're feeling extra generous and you want to go on iTunes or Apple Podcasts and rate and review us with a five star review, Quick Mickey's gonna step in here quick and even though he's fresh off the shopping cart with his possum friends from last week where he did his Christmas surprises for everyone, he's got some news for you now. Yeah, I got some news for you down there. And if you go on the 
Apple Podcast and leave us a five-star rating. Me and my good buddy, Watto, which go help you out. I don't want to help you. Nobody said I'm going to help you, huh? Uh, don't worry. I'll talk Watto into this mess. He going <laughs> We're going to figure this out, folks. But what Watto's going to do, he's going to make a, uh, Watto's head. Jesus, the words, guys. I'm struggling there. Uh, Watto's gonna build us some type of android man with see-through skin, okay? And and that android man's gonna be very advanced, and he's gonna help us steal a diamond, okay? And Watto has also got connections, and he's gonna help us fleece the diamond. I don't want to help you getting you in trouble, huh? Well, anyway... Again, I'm going to talk him into it. But you got to let that off start writing if you want to sell diamonds with Quick Mickey and that's the tip. And thanks, Quick Mickey, for uh, stopping by and helping us out yet again for Trailer Blazers. I'm Nicholas Cage. Happy Trailsers. And, um, and, and I'm Ben Moon, and mind tricks don't work on a me. Only money. Happy Trailsers. Welcome back to the video games. One quarter portion. One whatever. Okay. Part of the show. And uh, with it, but there's not really hardly anything that came out as far as tra- trailers go. But we have been playing a lot of video games. I can tell you that. So we're going to mainly talk about the video games we've been playing. But Nick, you've got a special surprise to tell us about. Yeah, some of you may have seen this on my, my personal Instagram. But we finally managed to acquire the elusive PlayStation 5. And Jess did this by getting a bundle instead of trying to get just the system by itself. So we paid more for it, but it came with an extra controller and two games, which we would have ended up buying one of the games anyway. So it came with Miles Morales, and it came with NBA 2K21. (laughs) Now, you look at me and you think, there's not a guy who would ever play a basketball game, but I used to play March Madness 2005 a lot. It was the same era that I played Tiger Woods, because it was fun to play a four-player split screen with people. And with the basketball game, it wasn't even split screen. It was just you had little rings around the player you were controlling. So you would have two guys on one team and two guys on the other team. So it was fun. And I'm willing to do that again with NBA 2K21. Especially if it has that weird face import thing where I can scan my own face into there. So maybe I'll be making some Monster Factory-esque creatures of myself and putting that in there. That'd be funny. Yeah, and uh, so I've been playing... I. I downloaded Cyberpunk on the PS5, and it's a lot faster, which is nice. The next-gen upgrade isn't out yet, which will boost the graphics up. So it still looks like Fallout 4, but it's just it, it's a lot faster. And it's, I haven't had as many glitches. I don't know if that's just luck or if it's something to do with the processor. I, I don't know how computers work. Derek, stop laughing at me. Squeege, you too. Uh, these are my friends who are listening and laughing at my lack of all computer knowledge as they sit there in their ivory towers, clicking away on their gaming PCs. Ah, uh, yes, the PC master race. Uh-huh. Well, I, I don't know much about computing, but what I do know is that Miles Morales is really fun. It plays exactly the same as the, the Spider-Man game. Like, it's the same map, you know, it's the city. But... The feel is so different because he has such different powers. So there's the Venom, like, electricity power that he has and the cloaking. And so that adds entirely different elements to it. And uh, the storyline is different and it's very good. So I've been enjoying that a lot. Uh, The side missions are very funny. It's just a good game. And that's 
mostly what I've been playing Cyberpunk, um, not as heavily because I'm I've jumped over to Miles Morales for a while. I'm sort of hoping some more updates will come out if I delay how I play Cyberpunk. Also, it's more of a first-person shooter than I was hoping it would be. Initially, I thought it was going to be more of an RPG and less of a shooter, but it's more of a shooter and less of an RPG, sort of. But I still like it, so that's what I've been playing. Well, I have also been playing a lot of cyberpunk, and I'm liking it more as I've gotten deeper into the game and have leveled up. Uh, Now I can really walk into a gang or a crime that's happening and, like, wreck shop. Um, so that, that's pretty fun because in the beginning, when you first start, like, it's like every, like you look on the map and everything's like extremely high danger rating and you can't do anything. That's part of the uh, but issue now I'm I can, having too. Yeah. So, but once you get leveled up and you start to have these options for combat, it starts to click and, and it starts to become more fun. And I'm actually getting better at stealth. Um, it's still, the stealth is not as good as Deus Ex Human Revolution. I'll go ahead and tell you that. Um, that game does it better. Uh, it's, this is a mix of Deus Ex and Fallout, uh, games. That's, that's what it feels like to me. Uh, but the designs and stuff, the city, there are some parts in the city, I think like the Watson area and it like, it's awesome, man. It looks, it, it feels like. It looks it looks amazing, and it's it's got that sort of cyberpunk feel to it, and I think that's where the game shines the best is when it really feels cyberpunky and futuristic and alive. The city feels alive. Um, I'm a little bit of a prude, so like I I wish it didn't have all the like sassy time stuff in it, and like I know that's part of cyberpunk, like the the ethos or whatever, but I don't I don't care for it, but. When that game shines, buddy, it really shines. Um, so I've been enjoying that. Also been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Really liking that still. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty much just in the loop on that. Just in this in the loop. Uh, played some Vader Immortal over the holidays, but also bought um, the new Star Wars Tales from the Galaxy's Edge VR. And it's hard. I, I'll be honest. Like the the enemies will they'll blast you. Like if you really have to hide behind cover and like pop out and shoot. Uh, but you have a jetpack in this, so it's kind of cool. So you can like hover, and then pop back down really quick, so you can uh, use that to your advantage against enemies. But uh, you don't have a lightsaber to block shots, so like you will get shot. Like I have died a bunch. Um, so that's been fun. Um, started playing Sundered, the Elder Tradition, which is an older game from like 2017 on Stadia. It was free. Uh, not as good as Castlevania. I'll just be honest. It's a Castlevania s game, but not as good. And that's all the stuff that I've been playing. Sounds like uh, a good a good couple of weeks worth of playing stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I've been enjoying myself. I tried VR, Microsoft Flight Simulator VR. Tried oh, how's it. that? I do not have a beefy enough rig. I'll go ahead and tell you, it was kind of choppy. Uh, but yeah, my PC is not beefy enough. Like it's not even close. I mean, it's if I had a beefy enough. Uh, how many times can we say beefy? Uh, if if I had a good enough PC, it would be the way to play. It's really cool. No doubt. Hmm. Yeah, that would but be awesome. I don't. What were you gonna say? Um, I was just gonna say I want to try. I kind of want to try Demon Souls because it has such good PS5 graphics. But I, I just know I'll be so bad at it that I don't want to pay full price for it at all. That's the the dilemma. Um, also, I feel like it's it like you'd get real frustrated with it, and then like you'd be like, "Why did I buy exactly. this?" Exactly. Can you download a demo? I don't think so. Maybe I can find someone who has a disc and they'll let me play it eventually. There's something in my keyboard. What is it? Is it the alien? There's an alien in my keyboard. No. I got it. it. Looks like part of a popcorn kernel. Where'd you get that knife all of a sudden? Ah. <laughs> an omnius paratus. It came out of nowhere. He just pulled like a knife out of his wrist. Folks never underestimate me. Yeah, no, seriously. He pulled that out of, literally out of nowhere. Like, where'd it come from? All right. I'm a man of mystery. Uh, you going to get this KFC console, bro? <laughs> that was the best part. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't have enough money for the KFC pot console, which is the funniest part because it's like $3,000. Oh, is it? Is it? Can you buy yeah, it? Yeah, it's real. It's a, like a PC, like a gaming PC. Does it really? Okay, I didn't know this. I thought 
they really did build it, but I didn't know you could buy it. It's a real thing. I don't know if you can buy it. I I thought you could, but now you're making me think maybe I was some sort of idiot who fell for a ruse. Uh, well, I went to the link that you put on here, and there's no buy button. Mm. Well, maybe they just made it for themselves, but I I had thought you could buy it because I thought I saw a price for it somewhere that it was like three grand. It's uh, this. Um, if you go to the link in the show notes, it's for Cooler Master, so they they make like fans and stuff for for PCs. But I cannot say the name of this company without calling it Cooler Master. Cooler Master. Cooler Master. Cooler Master. Welcome to Cooler Master. Cooler Master. Welcome to Cooler Master. Uh, would you like a tour of the facilities here at Kulamas? I believe that you are able to purchase the KFC console. Uh, folks, if you figure it out, let me know. It's got a chicken warmer uh, built into it. Chicken chamber? Yeah, for keeping your greasy chicken warm for while you eat the PC. Does it use the heat of the uh, the processor to, um, to heat the chicken? It does, yes. Why? Couldn't tell you. Why did they make a movie with KFC Slater? They're they're bored over there. They need some something to do. So they must have hired a new, a young, uh, marketing firm. That must be that, it. That they're thinking outside the bun. They're using some Gen Z Dadaism. They must be. Uh, all right. So as far as uh, new trailers that came out, there's there's really nothing. I'll just go ahead and tell you what the two of them are. One's called Sons of the Forest. Uh, it's some like survival Minecraft game, I some guess. In the hyper real Minecraft. Yeah, uh, with like Mass Effect music on the trailer. Good music. Uh, yeah, good music. Who cares? No, nobody cares no. about this. Uh, one thing we do care about though is this is this game Back for Blood. Yeah, or as I would like to call it, Left for Deadsident Evil. Yes, this is made by the folks who made the first uh, Left for Dead games, which were really great. If you ever played them, they're so much fun. Yeah, and you can tell they made uh, it when you watch this trailer. Oh, it's an absolute sequel to those mm-hmm. games that's all it is it looks fun looks good looks like resident evil monsters characters remind me of left for dead Pills, baby i don't i don't yep. really play online games so this would be fun with four people like with friends but you know so I, i'll probably won't ever play this but it looks like it's fun i only played the left for dead left for dead games with friends i never played with like strangers so it was always a good time for me and scary. It was real scary. It's a spooky game. It's a spooky game. All right. Well, that's all I got. Nick, you got anything else? Nope. Uh, nothing from me. I'm uh, I'm rusty from two weeks off. Is that your outro? I thought that was your outro. I'm Nick, and I'm rusty for two, from two <laughs> weeks off. I'm Nick, and I'm I'm a video game. And I'm Ben Moon, the Kula Master. Happy Trailsers. Happy Trailsers. Uh, would you like a tour of the facilities here at Armageddon?